Hey, it's Richie Redding, and I just want you to know that this was recorded ahead of time and does not reflect the current state of the union. We certainly don't want to talk over or distract from any protests seeking justice, but we also know that this is a very stressful time, and some of you might just want to listen to our stupid little podcast about dogs. So, respectfully, please enjoy, and know how much we appreciate you listening and supporting us. And if you check out my social media, you'll see a video of Lisa's father, Lloyd, coming home after 74 days of fighting and recovering from COVID-19. It was the most happy tears we've had in a long time. So check it out. And your messages mean the world to Lisa and me. So thanks, guys. Okay, I guess I was always meant to do some type of Instagram content. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, we knew she was going to be an influencer when she started posing the help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hello. Hi. Welcome to We Don't Deserve Dogs. We don't deserve dogs. We don't. I just, we don't really talk about that enough. We really don't. And we also don't really deserve today's guest. Well, what's the host name? Oh, I'm Dr. Lisa Lemon. <laughs> I'm Richie Redding, and you are exactly correct. We don't deserve today's guest. Uh, we've been working on this one for a while. We're kind of... Uh, I'm fangirling out yep. over here. Huge. Uh, <laughs> so from the podcast Time Out with Tara, and I guess the best way to describe it is her life story was depicted in the podcast and TV series Dirty John, the one and only Miss Tara Newell. Woo! Oh, well, thank you guys so much for having me. I feel like <laughs> I don't deserve my dog. <laughs> I know. Well, that's really, that is truly why we had you on. I mean, we were such a fan of the show, obviously, and the podcast and everything that you've done. And you're just incredible and everything you continue to do, by the way. So everybody should follow you on social media because it's just really um, inspirational. But yeah, I, uh, I think we also just have some homework for our listeners. If you have not seen or listened to Dirty John yet. Yeah, you have to do. Have to, have to, have to do. Get your life. Um, Yes, but also is where I learned that, I mean, just watching and hearing everything is just, I was like, oh my God, this girl is me. She's just like me. She loves her dog. She loves pets. She, like, I just saw the fire in you that was in me, you know, when I was younger and it's just was so relatable. I was like, let me just reach out and see, you know, this one's a stretch. I didn't know if we could get you, but we did it. Well, I try to reply to everyone, (laughs) maybe not so much right now because, um, there's just a lot going on, you know, with everything. You said people are mean. Yes, people have been mean. I People thought That's... I got my hair cut, which I didn't. And I, they just deleted me. <laughs> oh, no, don't delete that. Because you, they thought you got your hair cut. But it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> so for our listeners that are, are uninitiated, um, I, I think the, the best way to kind of introduce the topic is that a, your dog truly helped you to save your life and like not in the sense like I was sad because I, ha- I went through a breakup and then I got a dog but like your dog saved your life for real yeah but we're, we're gonna get into that we should keep our listeners waiting I think with bated breath <laughs> I want to know how we got there <laughs> I want to know like so you grew up in I mean I have people who know who watch, actually did you grow up in California yes I did yes so you grew up in California and then did you have pets growing up like how did you get to be the amazing woman that you are today oh well thank you and yeah. find like your love of pets and like your your pet history? Well, growing up, I honestly, um, my mom did work a lot. Um, my dad and her got a divorce when I was like seven years old. But before that, um, my parents were just like workaholics, like most people in Southern California and, you know, most places. And they 
always knew that I just had this love of animals. Um, From a young age, I just took the cats and my cats and my animals probably hated me so much when I was younger. And I so far, totally Lisa. (laughs) I elvired them. I was like, love me, love me. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I would like squeeze them and like be like, love me forever. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if I had a kid, I would just like be like, oh no, we need to be a lot nicer to the kitty cat. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely video of me with my dad going, Lisa, leave those puppies alone. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that is so great. <laughs> so, did your parents, did your mom willingly, did you have pets and you just love them growing up? Yeah, because I feel like my mom, she just saw this love for me with my animals. Oh. And um, I, I feel like I was a bit spoiled as a child. <laughs> and that didn't come across in the series at all. <laughs> well, I, it looked like a down to earth, <laughs> a down to earth, like um, modest household, you know? Right. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> um, but like, I just honestly, my mom would get me like Persian cats growing up. Okay. Okay. And I loved them. They were they're like, so honestly, they're the best cats. So smushy. Uh-huh. And their faces, they just like have a attitude about them. <laughs> and then I would like dress them up all the time. And then I would do like backdrops and like have photo shoots with them. <laughs> and I have like pictures of my cats dressed pre-Instagram. up. Pre-Instagram. Oh yeah, pre-Instagram. Yeah. Um, I also uh-huh. did photo shoots with my nannies and I made them take pictures with us. And there's like some pictures of us like sitting down and we look like, I don't know, it's weird because she's not my mom. <laughs> but we're just like in our sundresses with that umbrellas so and funny. stuff. And I'm just like, okay, I guess I was always meant to do some type of Instagram content. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, we knew she was going to be an influencer when she started posing the help. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But my mom worked a lot. So she got me all these animals to kind of keep me busy. And I just loved them so much. And um, um, growing up, I had a room full of hamsters. Uh, a room full of hamsters. At this time, we probably had like 12 cages of hamsters. We put like 24 <gasps> hamsters. Oh. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my God. That's a lot of hamsters. No, right? Not breeding or anything. Just like a room full of hamsters. Um, and then, normal. Yeah. Yeah, normal. And then how it like, how it died down, how we got rid of the hamsters and not got rid of them. Or just like how we got over them. You know, as kids, you get into something and then you're like, uh, like whatever. Uh Mm -hmm. Well, like after probably about two years of the hamsters, I'm just like getting over it. And um, we had a lot of cats too, because we would get cats and then they would be like outdoor cats and then we wouldn't see them for three months. And then we would get another cat (laughs) and they would come back being like, hey, we're just like that independent cat that just likes to come every so often. And so um, I feel like I had about five cats. That's so funny. (laughs) they didn't live with us a lot of the time. Uh, I, thought, yeah. I thought there was. I thought we were going towards like the cats got the hamsters. Yeah, I thought the cats were getting rid of the I hamsters. I thought that was how what we were, we were going. Yeah, no, but that's um, that's actually what happened. <laughs> 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 the cats started to get the hamsters. Like they would get loose or lost, oh. which I don't know why they would get lost. Oh, hamsters we are so kids. good at ri- they're little houdinis. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes. And yeah. so the cats would just like get them yeah. and stuff. And then we just kind of got over them. But yeah. After would that. the cats bring them to you? Like, huh? Pretty good, right? Look what I did. They're <laughs> small. So I think the cats would just eat them. Okay. All. Wow. <laughs> or my parents would find them yeah. and just be like, oh, here's a fish yeah. for you. <laughs> uh, here's a fish. We had a cat when I was growing up that was the same way that it like visited once a month or something. And at a neighborhood barbecue, my parents found out that there was like five houses that thought it was their cat. And this cat was just working everybody. <laughs> just had Getting like secret families all over there. the place. Yeah.
Total aside, yeah. is Jacqueline as tough of a cookie as she comes across in the show? Okay, so I mean, she is a strong personality, but when you meet her, she is a doll. Okay. Yeah, like she doesn't judge you on what you're wearing. She's not judgy like that. And I think that when she met the producers, she may have give, get, like gave them a hard time. <laughs> Yeah, they took some artistic license, I it, guess. Yeah. But it made for a great character foil. Yes. And I mean, yeah. she was very saucy with John. And I mean, she did like send him um, the emojis and stuff. Like that was a direct like thing that she did. What were the emojis again? Like she sent She's him running. like the poop emoji and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the best line in like the whole thing was going into the uh, the Thanksgiving. And she's like, she's on her phone like, I don't deal with people. People deal with me. Click. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing in general that I'm so jealous of on TV is people just hanging up without saying goodbye. I really want to get into it. Just no, click. It's so terrible. It's <laughs> I mean, awful. I know people that do that. So it's so terrible sorry, though. Are, it's me. Yeah. Aren't you like? Are you like what? Like how? Am I, how do I know you? I, I was in the middle of a no, sentence. It's the worst. <laughs> well, it gets me more angry, and then I call them back and like, why yeah, did you course. do that? Yeah. Why did you just <laughs> say goodbye? It's so weird. It's so weird. But it does happen a lot on TV. But it, it yeah. looks so rad on TV. I guess yeah. it does. Like like you give no fucks, but you but you should give fucks about this because it's weird. It's weird. She's done uh, that to me yeah. before, though. <laughs> <That's hilarious>. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure I've done it to her several times before, too, because we're sisters. Well, sisters, yeah. yeah. That's great. <laughs> so when did you get cash? When did I get him? I want to say 2014. Or wait, no. Okay. Um, when 2013. So he's six? He's, he's eight now. So eight. 12. Yeah, 2012. I got in 2012. Math is hard. With my ex-boyfriend, Jimmy, and uh, we got him together. We worked at the pet store. That pet store that I got that dog. Oh, you now. worked at the pet store? Yes. <laughs> I got That's a funny. job there. Um, yeah, is that where you were a groomer? Uh, no, not at that one. Um, but it's so funny. I actually ended up working for a groomer that was the main groomer at that pet store. Um, because, you know, we Funny. just become a family there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, I ended up meeting my boyfriend of five years there, my ex-boyfriend now. Um, and then we got Cash together. And he sent me a photo of Cash one day. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, she's so cute. I'm going to get this dog. <laughs> and my mom gave me $1,100 to get my tires changed (laughs) 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 and I was just like well I have this money here's the dog um and then he was a little bit more than that but I was like well I get my paycheck too so I had that they didn't show this side of you on the series (laughs) (laughs) uh, and then I was like okay so I went to the pet store and I worked there and I tried to get a discount, but they didn't let me get a discount because he Crazy. was going to sell right away. No friends away. and family, bro? Um, yeah. No. Well, like, honestly. Worker discount. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, pet store owners. Um, right. Right. So you've learned that's, some lessons. That's you, all I'm going to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you offer them some well-worn tires? <laughs> no, I did not. But it's okay. Mm-hmm. My tires weren't too bad, so I was good. <laughs> and I'll get them eventually. Um, yeah. So he sent me a picture of the dog. I went in when he wasn't there, and I put a deposit on the dog. And um, he went in the next day, and he was like, oh, my gosh, the dog I wanted got sold. Funny. <laughs> and I say, I said to him, I was like, go look at the flap. And then uh-huh. he did. And then he was like, oh, my gosh. I uh. kind of got the dog for him, but he couldn't have a dog, so it was going to stay with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and also there was this— That's good uh, gift-giving 101 right there, yeah. by the way. <laughs> but there was this <laughs> other girl that had a crush on him, too, so I felt like I had to move quickly. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. And so we got the dog— You and pulled we, a Tiger King move on him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally tiger kingdom. Oh my gosh, that was a kind of a 
narcissistic move, but you know, <laughs> it was five That's years great. of a relationship. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> we were meant to be together for that time. Um, hey, buddy, want to play with a puppy? <laughs> Come on over, pal. <laughs> It's creepy when I say it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just sad. But okay, we could take puppies home whenever from the store because yeah. the store let us take puppies home at night so that they weren't alone in their cages. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, we it's had fun. the option to take puppies home all the time. So mm-hmm. I didn't like bribe him that way. It was just mm-hmm. like, here's your favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it was a bribe. But um, <laughs> he ended up like moving in with me during that time too <laughs> and um all part of my plan yeah and we just like <laughs> had cash for a while and then um john came into our lives so you were with this boyfriend when john came into lives yes okay. so I, I think we need to interject and explain if if people haven't seen the series yet that john was the most biggest sociopathic psychopath psychopathic <laughs> piece of shit possible that came into your family to do real harm. Yeah. So suffice it to say. Yeah. He met my mom and he was a con artist and he basically, they fell in love, had this real win romance and he was just not nice to her family. And there was a lot of things that happened where we started to have um, thoughts like, Hey, this isn't right. And we just saw a lot of red flags with him. And um, he ended up just kind of, I think he stole like $600,000 from my mom instead. Holy Whoa. shit. I don't uh, think that number was was apparent on the, wow. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she really talks about it that much, but like he's yeah. taken a lot of money from us. Yeah, And sure. it, he was just crazy. And then he, yeah. she wasn't his only victim. Right. Well, we know that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And during this time that he was with her, he was with so many other women too. And it's crazy because Newport is a small world. And I have friends that were like, oh my gosh, like he dated one of my friends' moms and stuff. Wow. Wow. And like one of my friends, she told me like her ex-boyfriend, her mom dated John for a little bit, but she was a lawyer. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't really end up with her. So yeah. he left her alone. Yeah. He did so, not go after her like he went after your so, family. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it seemed obvious that you guys all saw the red flags and, you know, there, there were, he was building a wedge. That's what they, what these scumbags do. Oh, yeah. But it remind, I was reminded thinking about it, there's the quote that like, it's attributed to Bill Murray, but it's actually, he said it's not his of, uh, like I, I never trust a person that doesn't like dogs, but I always trust a dog when it doesn't like a person. Uh, what what was Cash like with John? So uh, my dogs, when we arrived, uh, they were extremely anxious, and they kind of ran around the house anxiously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my mom was just so gun ho, like John loves dogs, like mm-hmm. Tara. You and him are going to get along so well because he loves dogs. You love dogs. And I was just like, okay, like, let me see about this. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, okay, um, we'll see about this. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard to fake, right? Yeah. And then when he was, like, petting my dog, it was more so with Frodo, um, my border collie. Um, Great name. Thank Mm -hmm. you. He actually— I met Elijah right after he passed. So it was kind of like a Aww, little, really? like a good Aww. thing. Yeah. And then Aww. I got another dog named Radagast um, after that. And Elijah <laughs> met him. And Elijah met Cash too. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, because my ex worked on movies and stuff. So. Okay. Yeah. Cash and Elijah kind of have the same eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Frodo was just kind of... um. But Frodo's a border collie too, so he kind of has like ADHD, like neurotic. Yeah, yeah. he was like try- John was trying to pet Frodo, and then Frodo was just like moving his head back and forth and mm-hmm. trying not to move my head for the mic. <laughs> yeah, uh, thanks for great he, audio. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was just like moving his head back and forth, like he was anxious energy. Mm. And yeah. then um, my mom was like, "Okay, I want to take your dogs on a walk," and I was just like. 
That's weird. She never wants to walk my dogs. <laughs> really? <laughs> and she used to call Cash a possum because of, you know, me using the tire money for a dog. <laughs> uh-huh, funny. <laughs> and I, all kn- I lied to her when I got the dog. I told her that I was watching the dog for a few weeks, hoping that she would fall in love with the dog. <laughs> <laughs> but Cash was a crier um, at night. Yeah. So she did not fall in love with him with those two weeks. (laughs) Yeah. So what happened on that walk? That sounds ominous. Yeah. So they took the dogs for a walk and she just came back and she just told me that my dogs were terrible. And I was that was John's influence. Right. I was like, I'm like, my dogs are normally peachy. And then um, Cash is normally like such a good boy. Like he. um, I mean, he's being perfect right now. He's perfect. (laughs) I'm like, where is he? (laughs) He's perfect. (laughs) Um, He normally like we he's an ESA dog. Um, I do know all the rules for a service dog and Mm -hmm. he knows the rules, too. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's not good citizen we haven't done the good citizen training or anything like that um but he like he knows the rules and he's a good dog yeah and so it just like threw me off when she said that about cash I'm like you can't say that about my baby boy um yeah Mm -hmm. yeah good for you yeah and it was just weird and then we went out to dinner and we got back and the dogs had the runs all over the house Mm. oh yeah and so, like, I mean, that could be from, like, a long car ride and stuff yeah. and staying in a new place. But, you know, that also could be from the energy there. And then when John got back, too, it wasn't like he helped me clean it up. Like, I have guy friends that help me clean up my dog crap <laughs> if my dogs have the runs. And yeah. they don't have, like, an attitude about it or anything. Right. And then, like, when he just got back, it was, like, annoyed. And if you have dogs, like— yeah, it's a little bit annoying, but you just clean it up and you, you get yeah, it over just, with. It's not their fault. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they tried to have, not like yeah. they tried to have that happen. Yeah. 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 And they can't like go to the restroom like we yeah. can. Yeah. It's so interesting that there's just a bad vibe that Cash had from the jump because we know what happens and how he defends you when he eventually does come after you. So that's when, when, well, can I, we'll just clarify a little Tara for people who don't know or haven't seen the show. I mean, we, we talk about came after you when he came after you to kill you. Yeah. I mean, he came after you with the full intention of, of killing you. So that's, and that's what, you know, I'm sure you've talked about it a thousand times on like a million different podcasts and everybody wants to know the story, right? But we're going to talk about it from the perspective of like, cause in the movie, I mean, Cash really went after him. And oh, so- yeah. Um, whatever you're comfortable talking about here, I mean, obviously talking about it from being with him and his perspective, we're like, whoa, go Cash, go. Yeah, like, whatever he you're so comfortable great. with. And yeah. he really, and by the way, Cash really looks like the movie, the movie star Cash. Oh, mm-hmm. Kippy? So, right? Did he, yeah, it was a kid, is that his name? <laughs> yeah. It's so cute. <laughs> I actually have mutual friends with the owner. That is cute. And so we're Facebook friends. And then Aww. we've been trying to meet up for so long. But, you know, and have I just realized I'm so, so dumb that there was no part of me that thought that that wasn't Cash in the show. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I love that they mimicked who he was. I mean, the, he, they have like an Australian. So Cash is an Australian uh yeah, but he's a yeah. miniature. Yeah, they had a I, I, I did see. I was wondering that, but uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so walk us through the day, if you don't mind. Okay, so uh, that day I'm going to the Jason Aldean concert. Um, so I asked my boss if I could get off work early. And actually, John called the day before to see if he could get his dog's groom, but he did a fake French accent. And um, he asked if he could, if I could groom his two Rhodesian Ridgebacks. And I actually met a couple that had two Rhodesian Ridgebacks on uh, the trail in the Back Bay, in Newport Back Bay. Um, I don't, I want to say it was like a week prior or a few days. And by the way, we have a Ridgeback. Like nobody grooms their Ridgeback. Yeah. Yeah, Nobody does that. I mean. A moist towelette. Yeah. Right. Like (laughs) all we need to do is wipe her down with a paper towel. She's good to go. Like like, that's so weird. Okay. Fair. 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 Very fair. Yeah. You know. True. 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 You're right. You're right. You're right. (laughs) I do all that stuff. Oh, yours. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
I was like, okay, that will be like yeah. a quick wash, quick groom mm. too. You know, it's not like a haircut. Um, so I was like, okay, I could do it in my lunch uh-huh. tomorrow. I really wanted to get ready for the Jason Aldean <laughs> concert during my lunch tomorrow, but it's okay. I'll fit in a groom because, you know, money's yeah. money. And um, also when you say no to clients, they don't really want to come back yeah. as much. Yeah. <laughs> So I try to be a yes person with grooming. Um, unless I feel it's a cut where I really can't do and I can't right, promise sure. them. So I booked that appointment. And then the next day came and those appointments were no shows. So I went home and I started to get ready. And then I came back a little bit early so that I could um, finish feeding the dogs, letting them out, and just leave 30 minutes early, which isn't so bad. And when you work out a kennel, it's like you can't leave an right. hour early. You have to leave, yeah. you know, um, within reasonable timing for the dogs. So I left 30 minutes early that day. I went home. I actually gave Murphy, the dog that John and my mom got together, back to my mom that day because she was going to have um, just an evening with the dog. Uh-huh. <laughs> And um, so I went home, and as I went through the gate, Cash started barking and growling at someone. And the gate was broken, and I look over at the person, and I see this guy with a tire iron um, in his trunk, just, like, fiddling with it. And his trunk is faced, like, he's um, backed up into the parking spot. Mm -hmm. And I go and I park where I normally park, but it's not assigned parking, and I go and I park into the parking spot. But I tell Cash to knock mm. it off because um, I just right. thought it was a homeless yeah. guy, yeah. to be honest. Um, and so I go to get out of the car. I get Cash out of the back seat, And then I walk towards my license plate, um, towards the gate, towards the broken gate. And I get grabbed by the waist. And John looked me in the eyes and he said, do you remember Ugh. me? Like, how could you From this forgotten t- him? <laughs> Right? Well, I didn't even answer him. I'm like, do I need to waste my breath? Um, No, let me waste it. I'm screaming. Yeah. Uh, So I try to flee from him. And during this time, like, it's really hard to remember, but I think I drop Cash's leash automatically because I don't want him to be in this with me. And I want him to run, Mm -hmm. you know? So I drop the leash so he can get away. Um, and I start immediately just trying to get away and I'm unable to get away from him. And I start to feel... Because he's, let's just talk about you're tiny and he's... He's a big He's dude. a big guy, right? Yeah, but he lost a lot of weight too. But he does have a foot on me. Um, yeah, Because I'm 5'2". Sure. He, he was like 6'1 or 6'2". Yeah, that's yeah. a big guy. Yeah, that regardless counts. of... You don't have yeah. to diminish that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he started like what I thought was punching me. And my purse, I had my purse up and I brought my arm up to kind of protect my heart for it was just like instinctual. Instinct. Yeah. Um, and I got stabbed during that time, but I yeah. don't like, I honestly kind of didn't remember that until like well, this is your brain protecting ago, you right from trauma right yeah, yeah. and yeah. um I got stabbed there and I keep on just trying to flee and get away from him doing whatever, trying to push him off of me, doing what, screaming, doing everything yeah. I can. And during this time, I honestly didn't even remember this, but it's Cash is attacking his ankles, doing everything he can to try to get him off of me. Little ass Cash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Cash is 28 pounds too. Yeah. Okay. Right. So... He's not as big as they made him be in the movie, yeah. although he 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 was because he really helped you in that situation. And we're so thankful that John didn't turn around and yeah, stab him, that, right? Yeah, no, but yeah. I was John's main focus. Yeah. And maybe it did come in my favor that John did care about dogs because maybe if John didn't care about dogs, maybe he would have done something to cash. I think he just cared about you more. Yeah. <laughs> he cared about getting getting revenge more. Yeah. yeah. Um. So... I just honestly, I ended up on the my back and John's on his knees. And at this point, um, I see the knife because before it was in a Del Taco bag. And um, I see the knife. Sponsor of this show. <laughs> Del Taco. 
I'm sorry. I cannot be a comic. Dead. Uh, well, I almost died. Um, <laughs> Tarot. I am. Well, oh my God. Damn me. Now I have to pull myself together. Uh, I have this defense mechanism of humor. And when I'm yeah. uncomfortable, I make people laugh. <laughs> me too. Good. But like sometimes I like tell people I'm like if I'm drunk and people are like oh like what's your show about I'm like oh I stab my stepdad and then <laughs> I'm just like people are just like I mean, who's this yeah. crazy lady and I'm just like I'm like oh it's- yeah. <laughs> It's really serious for some people. I totally, yeah. No, you have to. I mean, that's your defense mechanism. And it's also like, there's no good way to say that. There's right. literally no good way to say it. Just like, look, you you ask the question, you get yeah. to know the answer. I yeah. jokingly told our producer I was going to start this show off. Be like, do you remember that time you stabbed your stepdad? <laughs> <laughs> you could have. I would have been like, hmm, let me think back to that. I just love how you are about, because it's, I mean, you. it was fully freaking self-defense I'm fully I mean it's like and I was so worried about for you in the show too I was like so worried like what would happen to you would they would would like you know, the powers that be really see this for what it was. Like, I mean, and it was just obviously so obvious. Like he, like you said, like he was a foot, he had so much yeah. on you. Well, like, let's like, finish the story yeah, though for sorry. people okay. that don't know it. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'm on my back and I'm at this point pedal kicking him and I'm trying to block the knife as it comes down onto me and I'm kicking his forearms and at this time, Cash is still biting his ankles. Yes, Bite Cash. the shit out of him. Yes. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I think at this point, it's a joint effort of my dog and me. And I do a kick to his arm and it falls right next to me on my right hand side. And it lands in the ice pick position, which is like the perfect position for picking up a knife. I pick it up and I just start welling back on him giving no thoughts. And then he starts to fall down on me. Um, I kind of hold his head because I just watch a lot of Walking Dead. So oh, I, don't wait, I heard this. So you're a big zombie fan. Yeah. By the way. Oh, uh, you didn't want to get bit? Yes. Dude, protect your heart. Don't get bit. Yeah. Point down. I mean. Watching oh, shows instincts. helps sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, monkey see, monkey do, you know. And yeah. I, so I held this his head. And at this point, it did get a bit a second thought, though, because I was like, I don't want him to get up. I watch all these horror movies where the perpetrator gets up and then you're just dead. So I stabbed him uh, once in like the forehead. And then the last one was in the eye. And the eye is the softest point of entry to reach the brain. So um, that one I knew would get him done. Um, that, so, so you, 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 okay, so that was an aim. Yes. I, that was not an accident. Yeah. I, the person that told us to watch the show, I took a picture, Ash, Ash from Girls Gotta Eat, I took a picture of my face at that point in in the show uh, like that <laughs> and sent it to her. <laughs> I love that. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 And then I push him away and I toss the knife and then at this point I just start yelling for help. But I see Cash just kind of running around just anxiously. And um, this lady shows up. She has a yellow lab. Mm-hmm. And she's just asking me, what can I do to help you? And I just tell her, grab my dog. Because I see him start to eat the Del Taco. Which is really weird because Cash isn't really... Um, he's trained not to really eat food that's on gets dropped on the floor. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, what could he put in that food? Is there poison in that food? Like, uh, why is Cash yeah. eating it? But I think it was yeah. honestly like an anxious thing. Like after yeah. he did all this work in his body, yeah. it was just like an anxious reaction Yeah, for a yeah. dog. We're so thankful for Cash and so lucky. I mean, he could have ran away and then you could have had like another trauma. Like he could have been hit, like who knows, but he stuck around oh, and he helped. And Cash he, will never run he, away from me. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's great. That yeah. has been proven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, I had times where I've had other dogs run away and Cash has stayed behind to like let yeah. the person, well, like it wasn't with me because I wouldn't let my dogs outside for yeah. forever. Um, they're always with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I had, so I'm watching them and I guess she let the gate open or something and she let them out in like the Vegas heat. 
for too oh. long, too. Oy. And so they tried to escape. And um, I called her and I was like, hey, my neighbors have my dogs. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, what happened? How long yeah. have you let them outside for? And um, Cash stayed behind to like let her know like, hey, like the dogs went. And he tried yeah. to like let her know like where they went to. Crazy. So, I mean, you know, with all respect and, you know, I, I, like, I know we're laughing about it. I don't want to be insensitive. I mean, it, it's the most serious trauma that anybody could have to, to live through. And uh, just from your social media, I know that, that your dogs were a big part of your, and are a big part of your recovery from, you know, the PTSD or whatever else comes along with that. Can you just discuss that a little bit? Yeah, no, I think that... Cash has been a huge part of my recovery, but um, I'm not going to lie. He also has been a trigger at points. Um, yeah, hmm. sure. Because he barked in the attack. So um, when he barks, sometimes it's hard to disassociate that that's not a threat. And hmm. he even has like a little PTSD and he's more on high alert now. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, so he's more apt to bark. Yeah. And huh. I mean, especially right now with everyone wearing masks, he's like, why yeah. Why are people wearing masks right now? They look like yeah. they're all trying to rob us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's something really totally abnormal. Yeah. And it's like a different shadow and different figure to him. So it's like alarming to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, he... He has been a big help. Like he, um, whenever I have a panic attack, I've actually trained him to come on my stomach and Mm -hmm. um, just sit there. And then um, just having that um, petting him, that's super helpful. And that's really why a lot of people have um, like ESA companionship is because Mm -hmm. just that comfort of having that pet and having that heat and that body there is um, super helpful to recovery. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. So I'm so glad that, that you have him and, and your King Charles. So you are you still grooming? No, I'm not grooming. Um uh-huh. I kinda had to step away from that after yeah. everything. Um just because it was super triggering. I couldn't really go back to work. I tried, but just yeah. having all the dog barking around me, yeah. that was super sure. hard. And yeah. I would have panic attacks from that and just be on the floor. Yeah, that somebody would call and make a fake appointment and then... Yeah. And Do you miss expressing ass glands? <laughs> Let's talk turkey. This sounds bad. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I like, I don't mind it because <laughs> it's kind of like you just like, it's like kind of like popping a pimple. <laughs> really? Yeah, and that way it can be satisfying for sure. And for then sure. the dogs the feel so much smell. better after that. That's right. It's all about the dog, helping were the dog. You, were you a professional the first time that you asked landed a dog? No. <laughs> but technically with groomers, you don't need a certificate. Yeah. Yeah, but right. like if you're getting paid to do it, you're a professional. You're I, well, I was I, getting paid during this time, yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you have any questions for the doc? Any veterinarian questions? Okay. Like he's been pretty healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, wait, I had so many the other day. Um, <laughs> well, you can, you can message me anytime. Okay. We text, um, so. <laughs> so have you experienced PTSD with dogs? That's a really good question. You know, I always tell people like, I will, de- I'm, I'm not like a trainer or a behaviorist. I will derail all of your training. We actually get like very little training and behavior in vet school, but because it's really, what I say to people is your quality of life with a pet is everything. Spend the money on the training and stuff like that. But yes, we do um, definitely see that dogs can experience things like depression. There's a lot of studies going on that seeing, like seeing like from dogs' emotional states, like what are they, how similar they are to us and what they experience after things like that. I don't know that I've had a lot of dogs in like, you know, traumatic situations. I don't know that I would necessarily see them after that. 
So I wouldn't doubt it. You know, I don't know that I've seen it or that I would. Actually, you know, that's not true because there there are a lot of dogs that I see um, that will have one incident of something and remember that incident. So like, for example, they might have like a pain in their side. And then while the pain is resolved and we can't find any good like medical reason for it, if they get picked up or touched there or something like that, they'll scream, they'll yelp. Um, yeah. And so they really do remember like deeply rooted um, kind of how we remember, oh, there's the King Charles. Oh, they're so oh. cute. Hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> oh my God. They're so cute. They are the cutest um, sissy dog. Yeah. I got to give so it to cute. them. I'm like, Coco, I did a lot of research on her just so I could yeah. have a good, healthy King Charles. Yeah. And um, I actually flew to Georgia to pick her up and then flew back That's with great. her. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's right. Yeah. yeah that's research awesome. is so important and, and breeding for the health of a breed and knowing the breeder and meeting them. But um, yeah. but yeah, so I do think, I don't doubt it at all that dogs, so I do see that in dogs for sure that they can remember. I mean, I think this is a special, like way different kind of trauma that a lot of people and a lot of pets never um, experience. So, um, but yeah, definitely it, it can be, but you know, I'm glad you guys can heal, heal together, hopefully. So. Yes. Things. He's definitely had a little bit more lick fits. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay. Yeah. I mean, that could be anxiety. That could also be sometimes allergies, but also like one in so the other. So he doesn't can... have any red spots or um, yeah. like sensitivity areas um, mm-hmm. or even like drying it. Like he doesn't have any allergy symptoms other than his licking that one spot. Right. One spot over and over again. Yeah. And then it's it's usually when I'm not working him too. Yeah. Right. If he's bored and more, more focused on it. Yeah. So it may have turned into like an obsessive compulsive type of disorder, which is uncommon, but definitely happens also. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's a working breed for sure. So I think keeping him busy, you know, they say tired dogs, a happy dog. So (laughs) keeping him busy for sure is, um, yeah. Well, but. you have been every bit the guest <laughs> that we assumed you were going to be. <laughs> and uh, our listeners know there's only one thing left to do, and that is by way of a quiz to determine if you, Tara Newell, deserve docs. You know what it is. It's time for a quiz about dogs and shit. Okay. <laughs> High stakes, Toots. She looks nervous. Okay. I'm nervous. <laughs> Don't be nervous. You deserve them. It's, There's no question. It's a best out of three situation, okay? Um, and this was, I was hoping that the show and podcast were true to real life and that you were at least mildly obsessed with the zombie apocalypse. A hundred percent. That's pretty much all we're talking about right By now. the way, do you know, I have to send you, there's an article that was written that in the zombie apocalypse, you want a veterinarian with you. Oh, I mean, really? kind of like in, uh, what was that show? I Herschel. Mean, yeah, that's right. Yes. But I mean, yeah, because I mean, I always say I am stocked for the zombie apocalypse. I have all the meds, all the drugs, all the Everything you could need to kill a zombie. Yeah. Lisa has, well, more to, <laughs> to like, you know, patch up a limb. Yeah, patch I up a limb. Yeah. and bring in dick jokes to the situation. <laughs> so, let's do it. Okay. Uh, question one. When one Googles the phrase, dogs of the apocalypse, they get a video entitled, these are the 10 best dogs to survive an apocalypse. What do they rank as the number one dog to survive the apocalypse? Rhodesian Ridgeback, Belgian Malinois, Rottweiler, or Epstein, Epstein didn't, didn't kill, kill himself. himself. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I want to say um, a Belgian Malinois. That's that's a trick question. I would have gone for it that one. It was a trick question. It it absolutely should have been Belgian yeah, Malinois. Totally. It, but, but the Malinois was number three, which seemed crazy considering that practically all special forces dogs are Malinois. Right. Yeah. The Rottweiler was second based okay. on its its muscle and its ability to carry gear. And then Rhodesian Ridgeback <laughs> was you, number one. We Chloe, know is not true. Chloe not true. was Chloe, number one. If uh, we had a Dirty John situation, Chloe would have been out. Oh my God. <laughs> she would have been in the next. Supposed, she would have made it to Vegas. <laughs> they're supposed to eat lions or like hunt lions. No, yeah, but they're not. They're aggressive. Lie. They weren't bred to be aggressive because if they bit the lion, they would cost the hunter a lot of money and hide. So they were actually bet to just kept the lion at bay until the hunter yeah. could get there and so, finish out their job. But it should have uh, been a Malinois. The video shows the painting of Ridgebacks fighting lions, not a picture. And yeah. then it shows the Ridgeback tugging on the arm of an actual clown. 
And then <laughs> it shows a Ridgeback jump over a fence to run away. <laughs> Wait, but their agility is not that great, right? They're, they, they're agile. They, she, they're yeah, they're, they can be they're agile, extremely but athletic, but... Yeah, I've I just also met so many lazy ones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're typically really <laughs> lazy. That's I set very you up true. for a loss. You're yeah. going to need to sweep yeah. for okay. the this rest <laughs> of the test. Uh, when but what, you were right. Just okay. so you know. Well, you were then, right, like, but you got it wrong. The Robbies, <laughs> too, sometimes they have that neurological thing where they like flip on people. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's that. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're going to want to watch so out. I wouldn't for that. argue with them being number two, but yeah. When one Googles dogs of zombie apocalypse, they are met with an article by the scientifically respected sidewalkdog.com. <laughs> the article is titled, Five Ways Your Dog Will Save You in the Zombie Apocalypse. They put a squad together with the archetypes of the zombie apocalypse. I'll spot you this. A kitten filled the role, uh, the role of guy that dies first. May he rest in peace. But... What dog was the team leader? Chihuahua, Husky, King Charles, or Pity? I'm going to have to say no with the King Charles. <laughs> um, there's a Chihuahua? Yeah. Well, I guess like they are little and they could just get places and they're barky and they can like, they're bossy. Yeah, really bossy Final and very answer. feisty. I guess chihuahuas, because I... Yeah. That yeah. is correct. It was the chihuahua. And it does sort of make sense because they are pocket-sized companions and good alarm dogs because they're constantly afraid that something's going to step on them. <laughs> However, uh, the the article might not have been that scientific because the King Charles was dubbed Speed Fighter. <laughs> what? Well, honestly, I think a King Charles could probably do better in a zombie apocalypse just because <laughs> they're not as they're mm. not barkers that's true that's so very true they're silent. not gonna alert that's true no, but you want an alarm dog though no but then, then all the zombies come that, to you yeah if you but, alarm and they do have that hunting background from being spaniels but they're just like companionships okay. you know from okay, being Tyler, bred Tyler. from like <sighs> the span- because like they pick up on like smells that are that my Aussie can't Dara you already won you don't have to okay. show off <laughs> <laughs> okay, final question. I love her knowledge. I love the dog knowledge. I love it. Too. It's, it's all great. about passion. Uh, okay, so final question. You're one and one. In researching dogs and the apocalypse, I was reminded of the real eminent apocalypse. None of this zombie hocus pocus. I'm talking about the rapture. One day soon, Jesus is going to suck all the saved souls off of the planet and leave behind all of the sinners for fire and brimstone. And you better believe my parents will be oh, amongst yes. those that vanish. Yeah. Uh, as an aside, I don't think the Bible actually says Jesus is going to suck everybody off. I was paraphrasing. But <laughs> the obvious crisis here is what will happen to those vanished Christians' pets because you can't take your dogs to heaven. Enter an organization called After the Rapture Pet Care. Saved souls can register up to three pets that will be taken care of by atheist and non-born-again Christians. What do they charge for this service? The saved must leave their house to the organization in their will. $500 per pet to cover its food and vet care. $100 per pet to find it a new home in the apocalypse, or it's I free. Guess it's free. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> they charge zero dollars, <laughs> but they make it look like it's ten dollars because they got so much spam of people that were like fakely registering pets. <laughs> but yes, so Christians can have. Wait, atheists. how do you know it looks like ten dollars, but it's actually free? Because I did a lot of research, and they have a T-shirt that I must own. What's it say? <laughs> it's uh, it's the name of the organization. It's After the Rapture Pet Care, oh and gosh. I am here for it. But Crazy. what matters is that, that Tara deserves, you deserve dogs. dogs. Yay! Yes, we knew. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, where can people follow you and I, listen to you and all? You can follow me at Tara Newell, T-E-R-R-A-N-E-W-E-L-L on Instagram. And I am also at Twitter 
at Tara underscore Newell. And then I have a website, TaraNewell.com. So Tara, is there anybody that, is there anything that you want anybody to know from like leaving the podcast? I mean, I would say knowing like your Instagram at least is so, what you do is so inspirational, talking about everything that you've survived and helping other people um, be inspired. So I think that's really important. But anything else you think people should know that we're not, people haven't asked you or that you think is really important? Um, well, I think it's just really important to um, basically be open-minded and like-minded, but also have boundaries with people. Um, always listen to your gut. And, yeah. you know, those like-minded people that you should be around are people that share the same energy and that don't take advantage of you. And if you feel that you are getting taken advantage of in any way, like come follow me on Instagram. There's so many tips for how to deal with those people, how to kind of get them out of your life. Like, do you deserve how you're being treated right now? Like if you're second guessing it, like come to my um, Instagram or Mm -hmm. website or whatever, and you'll kind of find answers on there. Yeah. Very cool. Great. All right. Well, thank you so much. You can find, everybody knows, you can find me at Richie Redding and uh, go to my social for a link to uh, my new album, which is called Number One Album of the Year. It's very funny. And I recorded it the last possible show on the last possible night before the national lockdown. And it was effing crazy. (laughs) Yes. At, uh, At Dr. Lisa Lippman, you can find me also following Tara for everything inspirational because I have recently been through my own different kind of trauma, but uh, still it all is relatable. And I'm so grateful to you, Tara, for everything that you do and post and for doing this today. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, we're right such on. a fan. Thanks. Okay, bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Richie Redding. And I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. Yeah. And you can find both of us at our respective handles, those exact names, at Richie Redding, at Dr. Lisa Lippman. And uh, I just want to give special thanks to our editor, of course, who is Jordan Aaron, and our executive producer, King Joffrey himself, Jeff Umbro, of The Podglomerate. And you can find more of their shows at thepodglomerate.com. Some of the music in this episode comes from Breakmaster Cylinder. Make sure to check out the sponsors you heard in this episode because that really helps provide the show to you free of charge. Let them know we sent you. It also really helps people to find the show if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts or share an episode on socials. Tag us at We Don't Deserve Dogs and let us know what you thought. We'll see you next week when we return with another episode of We Don't Deserve Dogs. All content provided on We Don't Deserve Dogs is for informational purposes and entertainment value only. None of the content on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to constitute third-party veterinary advice or any other third-party professional advice. The content We Don't Deserve Dogs distributes or transmits should not be considered as a substitute for any type of professional veterinary advice. Nothing on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to be used as a veterinarian's diagnosis, veterinary treatment, or any other veterinary service and should not be relied on to affect the medical therapy of any pet. Nothing transmitted to or from We Don't Deserve Dogs can replicate a true doctor-patient relationship between yourself and a veterinarian. Your dependence on the content of any information found on or transmitted by We Don't Deserve Dogs is at your own risk. For veterinary care and advice, please see your veterinarian. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.